The title of my message today is The Same Spirit. The Same Spirit. Anything you've ever read in the Bible that God did or that people did when the Spirit of God came upon them, I want to tell you that same Spirit is in you and on you. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Isaiah 60, 1 and 2 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Amen. We're living in times that are completely different than anything we've ever known before. The lines between light and dark are very sharp and very clear. And the hatred between people who disagree has become dangerous and even deadly. Racism, anti-Semitism, political hatred of those who are of opposite parties have resurfaced. In monumental measures. Isaiah 60 verse 2 says, We see that darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. You only need to listen to the news or look at a newspaper to know that it is happening. It is happening today. There is gross darkness in the earth today. Homosexuality, perversion, gender change, human bondage, sex trafficking of even little children and babies clearly tells us today that people have chosen gross darkness and demonic depravity. They lash out at godliness and righteousness. This is I'm going to get nicer as this sermon goes on, believe me. I'm just kind of laying it out here right now. You can handle it, can't you? All right. Well, two of you. Okay, I'll pray for the rest of you. They lash out against godliness and righteousness. And they cry out for leaders who will facilitate the agenda of darkness. The Bible describes these people. John three nineteen and 20. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and... This is the com- condemnation that light is coming to the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. And in Romans 1:28, and then we'll read verse 32 after that. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Reprobate, an unprincipled person destined to damnation, a wicked person beyond hope of salvation. Wow, that's pretty strong. I've got 14 characteristics of a reprobate mind. I don't know if I'm going to have time to read them or not. I might come back to them. I might not. We're in a war against darkness. Satan is enlisting an army of the damned to execute evil throughout the earth. Even certain denominations and churches have embraced a position of what they call tolerance. I'm telling you, God hates sin. He's not tolerating it. What they call tolerance, God calls sin. Homosexuals and lesbians are ordained as ministers, and abortion is heralded as a woman's right. In many churches, seeker-friendly has become the standard. Altar calls salvation Never mentioned. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, never mentioned. 
The gifts of the Spirit, not allowed. The second coming of Jesus, never taught. Never taught. People hear, people never hear that the events that are happening in our world today are leading up to Jesus coming. They don't understand that this, we are living in the last days. Several years back, God gave Oral Roberts a powerful vision and he saw the United States with a big black cloud over it. Uh, and he said the horrors that were contained in that cloud did not even, that 9-11 could not even hold a candle to them. He said it was awful. It was horrible. And he said he saw it come over New York City and he saw it start going down to some other nation, uh, other states. But then, like a, a wind of God blew it and it went to other countries. But he said it's coming back. I think it's probably going to come back once the Christians are gone, myself. Amen. But who knows? God gave me the vision of the big black ball that was ready to drop and said that it is the oppression of the people that will bring them to the place where they will once again cry out to God. He showed me in a word that there was a showdown coming, as dramatic as the showdown between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Well, church, I hate to say this, but at this present moment, it kind of looks like the prophets of Baal are winning. But guess what? We're given a wake-up call. We are going to see the power of God. I'm talking about supernatural things that God is going to do. Like we only read about in the Bible, we're going to see them. We need another wake-up call today, don't we? 1 Thessalonians 4.16. Say this, Jesus is coming. Say it like you're excited about it. Jesus is coming. 1 Thessalonians 4.16-17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Matthew 24, 36 through 44. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. He's the only one that knows when that day is going to come. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. They carried on with business as usual right up until Noah entered the ark. And the Bible says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, so obviously... He had tried to warn them, but no, they didn't want to hear it. And until Noah entered the ark, they did not believe. And they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Wow. There shall be two in the field, the one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for ye know not the hour your Lord doth come. But know this, if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. We are not ignorant. We see the signs. We know It's getting close. 
And I, I heard Gloria Copeland say one time, she said, well, people say, oh, everybody's been saying that Jesus is coming back. They've been saying that for years. And it hadn't happened. She said, but I'll tell you what, whether he's coming back in your lifetime or not, you only got one go around, baby. Amen. And as I look around this room, I see people who can make a difference before the Lord comes. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. How often do you hear anybody talking about Jesus coming back anymore? Seldom. I remember when we were youth pastors, we used to show all these films, Thief in the Night and all these films. And I mean, we expected the rapture at any moment. Matter of fact, there was one time when our daughter Julie went in to take a nap. Well, we left and my mom was still at the house. Well, Julie had fallen off the bed and it didn't wake up, was, was, was on sleep on the floor by the wall. Well, mom looked in there, didn't see Julie. She thought, well, Julie must have went with them. And she left. And so Julie woke up. And she was at the front door crying. She thought she'd been left behind. The rapture had come and she'd been left behind. But that's how real it was back in those days. And it needs to be that real again, folks. Jesus is coming. The signs of his return are all around us. We have a job to do. It's time for us to stand up and speak out for righteousness. And it is time for us to demonstrate the mighty power of Almighty God. We are God's army. While Satan's weapons are carnal, ours are not. 2 Corinthians 10.3 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I have good news. You say, I've been waiting on some of that. I have good news. We read in Isaiah 60 that when the darkness shall come upon the land and deep darkness upon the people... The glory of the Lord shall be seen upon us. Hallelujah. Just as the showdown between Elijah and the prophets of Baal, God wants his power and glory to be seen upon us. Now, there's a difference between someone who is full of pride and wants to take God's glory for himself and say, oh, look at me, aren't I anointed? There's a difference between that person And someone who humbles themselves before God, surrendering totally to him, and allows God to pour his glory upon him or her, so that it shines as a beacon of righteousness in this deceived, depraved world. Jesus prayed that his glory would be upon us. Church, we've got the answers. I'll tell you this. If we were all in a burning building, all the exits were blocked. The fire was raging. And Beth Ann, my sweet, wonderful friend, so good to have you here today. And Mita, thank God, love you too. But Beth Ann stood up and said, don't sweat it. I know a way out. You know where we'd all be? We would all be trucking along behind Beth Ann. Come on. Well, the world needs to know that we know the way out. And his name is Jesus. And he's the same Jesus. Yesterday and today and forever. Daniel 11.32 The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I left out John seventeen twenty two. 
Jesus prayed that his glory would be upon us. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. The glory. Can you imagine that? The glory that God gave Jesus, he has given us. That they may be one even as we are one. Wow. Wow. I'll tell you one thing. A person with the glory of God upon them is not a whining, non-offending, apologetic, compromising little wimp. They're not cowering in a corner somewhere. They are aggressive. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They're like Caleb. God had promised Caleb a mountain when he was 40 years old. He had wandered out there in the wilderness. And 45 years later, so how's that make, how old's that make him? He was 40 when it was promised and he's 45 years later. 85 years old. 85 years old. He said, and now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, as as yet I am as strong as the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there. This is Joshua fourteen ten through 12. The Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. And so be it, if the Lord will be with me then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. This 85-year-old man says, I don't care how many giants are in the land. I don't care how much opposition is in this land and how many cities they've built. The Lord's with me. I'm going to drive them out. It's time we take authority in our neighborhoods, in our sphere of influence, And have a spirit like Caleb had. The devil hopes that we won't take this literally. And that he can steal it from us. Well, I'm saying, no, devil, not on my watch. I want you to say this. I bless you, Lord. I am forgiven. I am healed. I am redeemed from destruction. My youth is renewed like the eagles. I will be strong and do exploits. In your name and for your glory. Now Psalm 103 told us that. That God will heal our diseases. That he will renew our youth. That he will satisfy our mouth with good things. That he will deliver us. And that he will save us. That's what God said. So what are you saying? Oh my God. Or OMG. I don't know how. Help me make it through the night. Come on, church. It's time to start saying about ourselves what God says about somebody, I don't know if it was John Osteen or somebody, wrote a book one time called Hung by the Tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I love to watch YouTube videos of old revival preachers and new revival preachers too. But I, I love, I love to watch A.A. A. Allen. I tell you, that man did not back down from a cotton picking thing that the devil had put on people who came up in front of him. He was the boldest guy, I may, maybe the boldest guy I've ever seen. 
Um, I was watching him the other night, and uh, he was praying for a woman. And she had been in some sort of accident where her leg was crushed, totally crushed from the hip down. And they removed all the bone. It was so crushed that they had to remove all the bone. And, well, obviously she had been in a wheelchair ever since. Well, they brought her up there, and he asked her, he said, what do you want the Lord to do? She said, I want a new bone. He said, then that's what we're going to believe. And he started praying, and he he stood there for a while. And he prayed, and he prayed until that bone was formed right there. In her leg, she jumped up out of the wheelchair. She, He said, now jump up and down. She's jumping up and down. She's walking back and forth. The next guy that comes up was, in, he had something. I don't know what it was, but half of his lung was removed. And nine ribs on the same side. And his chest just like sunk in. You know, in his back, it just sunk in because he didn't have those ribs. And uh, he said, I'm believing for God to restore my lung and my ribs. And A.A. Allen prayed for him and stayed with it and prayed for him and prayed for him. And the guy said, something's happening. And and A. A. Allen starts feeling and, and his and his chest is starting to get firm. And he's starting being able to take normal breaths. And so he stayed with it until all those ribs were reformed. And that man was breathing normal again. And there was a doctor there who came over right in the service and examined the man and said, I could never tell one difference. Any difference between one side of his body and the other. Glory. That's what we need to expect. With TV cameras rolling, all this stuff happened. Glory to God. I saw him pray for a lady who was deaf and in one ear. And he prayed for her and... Then he, back in those days, wristwatch actually tick. He took his wristwatch off and he put it up. He says, now can you hear that? She said, no, I can't hear anything. He said, that don't bother me. He said, Jesus prayed for a man who, first time he prayed for him, he just saw trees like, saw men like trees walking. He prayed again. He said, I'm just going to pray again. So he prayed again. He put the wristwatch up and she's like, I hear it. I hear everything. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The one characteristic that I see in all of the healing evangelists, and we have had the blessing to be with travel with Benny Hinn. Back Kenneth Copeland, when we first started traveling with him, he had a healing ministry that was smoking awesome. We have traveled with healing ministries. We have been around healing ministries. We've been in Pastor Billy Burke's meetings where there's, where there's healings. One characteristic they all have is boldness. I mean, W.B. Grant, my goodness, he'll, if somebody walks up on crutches, he'll just grab the crutches out from under their arm, break them over his knees, say, you're healed, and they'll run off. See, I see this. See, we see this stuff all the time. All the time. When everything was shut down for COVID and the churches, a lot of morning having services, we were going everywhere and seeing the healing power of God Move and touch people. Jesus hasn't changed. COVID can't stop God. (laughs) You see, these people know something. That the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in them. And that the same glory Jesus had has been given to them. Hebrews 2, 1 and 4. We need to remember this. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, 
which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. And verse 4, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, say signs and wonders, with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. So we see it's his will. If it's his will, it hasn't changed. He says, I am the Lord and I change not. He expects us to be doing these things. Some have their eyes on the bygone days of when the glory fell. Jesus is here. Jesus is in you. As I said before, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Eric Newberry and his wife Sammy live in the Cincinnati area, and they're very close friends with our daughter Julie. They're a young couple, and they're called to ministry. Um, They serve God. They are on fire for God, and they have a young daughter. And they came to a healing service in Tampa, Florida. Not Azusa Street. Not back in the great healing revivals that, oh, it's just not like that anymore. I'm talking about Tampa, Florida two years ago. Okay? Tampa, Florida two years ago. Sammy had a very rare blood disease. And her blood would actually harden. In her body, it would get so thick, it would harden in her body. She, without medication, would die. They found a medication, injections, that she could take twice a month that would keep her alive. Only one problem. They cost $100,000 a month. Yeah. $100,000 a month. Well... Her insurance that was covering them ran out. So Sammy was faced with two weeks to live. And her pastors, which are beautiful, wonderful people, Mark and Lisa Auten, um, their pastors in Ohio, They got plane tickets for Sammy and Eric and themselves, and they flew down to Pastor Billy Burke's healing meeting in Tampa. Well, Pastor Billy called her out and prayed over her. Remember, without this medicine, she would have been dead in two weeks. Did you hear me say this was two years ago? I see them all the time on Facebook. They're, they're posting their pictures of their, what they're doing in ministry and what their family's doing together. We have the same spirit. The same spirit. And I want to share something with you. I didn't really plan to share this, but it's coming up in my spirit. I was watching William Branham the other night, and uh, he said, the scripture says deep calls unto deep. And he said, God is deep. When he calls on you, he, if he doesn't find something deep, then deep can't call to deep. That's good. And what do I mean by that? I mean, abandoned to God, sold out to God. It's time to start throwing down the stupid time wasters in our life. The phones, the cell phones, the magazines, the TV programs, the YouTube, the Internet. I'm not saying in moderation that those things are wrong. They're not. But I'm telling you, if that kind of junk is getting more of your time than God is, when deep calls to deep, it's not going to find that depth. We need to be fasting 
and praying and abandoned to God. Movies. The, the, the world is, is addicted to movies. I mean, the trash that is in the movie houses today. God told me one time, he said, what I call abomination, my people call entertainment. Let me tell you something. Lust, pornography, profanity, violence, murder, all this junk that's in these movies that people call entertainment. It's not entertaining God. And when deep calls to deep, you don't want, I don't even know the name of any of these horror people, but you don't want Jack the Ripper coming up. Because Deep's not going to call to Jack the Ripper or or whoever whoever the the scary horror movie people are people are watching today. It's not there. You have got to set yourself apart unto God. I was walking in a movie theater one time. We, you know, once in a while they actually put a Christian movie in there. But I was walking into a movie theater and all of a sudden it's like God gave me a vision. And I saw, I looked down both sides. You know how they have one theater after another down the sides. I looked down the sides and I, I, I saw the names of these movies. And I saw people like they were walking down that corridor, personally selecting which gas chamber they would go into to poison their minds. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's very heavy. There's a giant facing us today. And what did, John, what did David say when Goliath was facing him? Is there not a cause? I tell you, there is a cause. We can't afford to sit back and do nothing. Millions are on their way to hell. Millions are dying. Millions are sick and need the healing touch of the Master through us. The same Spirit that God sent on the day of Pentecost is here. And it's written in red, and Jesus is still speaking this to us today, Acts 1.8. But ye, say me shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Mark 16:20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And I'm almost through. I love that. In the midst of this wicked and perverse generation where people are burning the American flag, cursing our country, hating Christians, demanding that crosses be torn down, cursing God, God is looking for some people to whom he can show himself strong. Tell him, say, that's me, Lord. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Don't you think for one minute that when God looks down on this dark and depraved world, where they hate him and mock his name, that he doesn't see your hand raised to him, worshiping him, praising him, interceding for the sick and the lost and the dying, crying out, Lord, here I am. Change me, use me, do whatever you need to do. Send me out into the harvest. Lord, let me show your power and your glory to this generation. Thank you, Lord. I don't care how old you are. You're still breathing. That means God's, you're still here. There's a reason you're still breathing, and that means God has something for you to do. 
The enemy is coming in, but like a flood, the Lord is raising up a standard against him. You and I are part of that standard. The harvest is plenteous, the laborers are few, and the Lord is enlisting members in his army. Because Jesus is returning. And he will use anyone who will surrender their life to him and completely make themselves available to the praise of his glory. Yes, you will. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Just, let's just lift our hands and worship him. Lord, we worship you. We worship you, God. We praise you. Lord, we want your same spirit to dominate our thoughts, dominate our hearts, dominate our lives. We want your same spirit to touch our unsaved family members, those that are are living in such a way that if you were come today, they would not be ready. If, that, if you have a family member that that's describing them, just lift your hand right now as a symbol of faith. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, we lift up these family members. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. We break the spirit of darkness and delusion that has clouded their minds and confused and deceived them. We bring those things down. In Jesus' name. And we decree salvation for our families. Salvation for our families. And that you will even raise up mighty preachers out of our families, God. Some of them, there's some of you right now that that someone that you're praying for is called to the ministry. And they knew it once upon a time. But they decided to go another way. But uh, Jonah's got a big old whale, I mean, that swallowed him up. God's got something that's going to get their attention. And God, we just say, so be it. Get their attention. Get their attention, God. Send laborers across their path. Get their attention and let them know. Let them be like the prodigal son who said, why should I be here in this pig pen when I could be in the father's house? We call them in. We call them in. We say our descendants will not go to hell in the name of Jesus. Devil, take your hands off of them. In Jesus' name. We intercede for our country. God, we need you in America. Defend our nation. Show us ways that we can make a difference. Be it through intercessory prayer, but not just that, Lord, a boldness to speak out righteousness. And, Lord, to the people that we come in contact with, let them see Jesus and let our lips show them, tell them that Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brenda, online, God is doing something in your family. You just mix your faith with this prayer, and God, you watch. There's going to be a turnaround in your family, Brenda. You have two sons. And you've been praying for them. And God's not only going to unite them back together again. He's going to unite them with him and use them to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mita, I just speak restoration over you. Everything that has been stolen, everything 
that the enemy has launched against you to make you anything but whole. I break that assignment right now. And I release the healing virtue of God throughout your body in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I send strength to her bones, her shoulders, her entire body, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And to her self-image, God. Let her see herself as you see her, Master. Oh, if you only knew how much he loves you, Nina. If you only knew. My God, open her eyes to comprehend the love that you have for her. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. If you need healing in your body, raise your hand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Beth Ann, would you come up here? Thank you, Jesus. I know you guys are back there and, and you can't get out, you can't, you can't get out of the cage back there, but I'm gonna come back there too. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just release your power. Your power. Walt, come stand behind her. Walt, Walt, come stand behind her, please. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, to the power and the glory of God. Father, I release her from every work of the enemy. And I send the healing virtue of Jesus into her body. Now. Now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. Somebody on social media, you just said, hey, I saw God just touch her. What about me? Well, Jesus is passing your way too. And I just send the healing power of God to you right now. Right now in Jesus' name. Right, I'm hearing the names Nancy and I'm hearing the names Rachel. So I don't know if that's you or if somebody's praying for somebody named Nancy or somebody named Rachel. But whatever, I've sent the word of God to Nancy and to Rachel, right now, right now, in Jesus' name, right now, right now, right now, right now, go free in the name of Jesus. Behold, in the name of the Lord. Act on his way, let your voice confirm that it's done in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Sheree, I know that there have been a million and one prayers prayed for you. And, you know, I just want to share a little story. Um, there was a lady who had had throat cancer, and she couldn't speak anymore. And she came to uh, Pastor Billy's meetings. I forget which city they were in. But she came through that healing line 12 times. The first 11 times, it didn't happen. I mean, I believe God did a work in her and the word was working. But on the 12th time, she was healed. She was restored. She got her voice back and the throat cancer was gone. So I'm just adding my faith and my prayers to those who have been prayed. And I speak complete and total healing and restoration In Jesus' name, you heal all her diseases, Lord. All her diseases. Her youth is renewed 
like the eagles. And just as the lady who had no bone in her leg, and just as the man who had no ribs in his body, we reach into the warehouse of heaven and we call down whatever body parts she needs, whatever she needs, in any shape or fashion, for her body to be whole. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You had your hand up, right? You just pray. I'm going to go and get my uh, checked up. Your heart. Okay. This Wednesday. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just send the word into Jerry's heart right now. Restore, restore, be normal, be normal in Jesus' name. I command his heart to be healed, that no weapon formed against Jerry will prosper, and that this report will come back great. And he'll be rejoicing and thanking you. And thank you that if there's any problems there, that we don't even know about, that even before he goes for this appointment, that they will be removed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I love you. You're a a feisty little rascal. But so am I. Maybe that's why I like you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to close in just a moment. But before I do, is there anybody else who wants prayer for anything? I love to pray for people. If you want prayer for anything, just raise your hand. I'm come pray for you. If not, we're going to close the service. Oh, okay. I want to pray for my granddaughter's on the 12th has to have surgery on her leg. Okay. Her name is Ashton. Ashton. Well, her granddaughter has to have surgery on her leg when? The 12th of August. Okay. We pray for Ashton right now, that if she has this surgery on her leg, God, that everything will work right and it will work well and that your hand will be upon anyone who is involved in any way with Ashton. In Jesus' name, we send healing. Is Ashton right with God? Good. Good. We send healing. We thank you for Ashton and we pray that she will have a quick recovery, and, Lord, that she will be used more than she's ever been used before. In Jesus' name. And, devil, you have no place in this surgery or in Ashton's life in any way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God a big hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you want to do that song on the piano? She she had the song on her heart. There's a whole lot of people going home. I said, well, I'm preaching on the second coming today, so that just sounds like that's maybe the Lord right there.
twinkling of an